Welcome in for another episode of Ball Club Confidential. I'm your host, Austin Price. Hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Jemai Meshack. Coming up tonight on the show, we have Santiago Vescovi. But before then, we bring in Hunter Badura of the Volunteer Club. And Hunter, it's an exciting time of year. You've got uh, baseball getting ready to get started up. You've got basketball in full swing as Rick Barnes and company continue to win some big basketball games. But it's also merch season. It's always merch season. Absolutely. With the Volunteer Club. And you're wearing a couple of those, uh, or at least one of those lays that yep. uh, was sp- inspired and, and designed by the Iamaliava family. Absolutely. And you can look right behind us. Uh, we're constantly trying to push new product. Uh, but we have now these lays from Nico's new apparel line. Uh, they're available on our website at thevolunteerclub.com. Uh, encourage Fall Club members to go check that out. And also, Obviously, our basketball uh, team is having great success, and, and Dalton Connect continues to uh, just amaze. And so we have these new uh, Connect 3 Dalton Connect shirts. Uh, so we encourage our vocal members to uh, check those out, as well as uh, other products that we have as well. Inspired by, obviously, the uh, board game Connect 4. Were you a big Connect 4 fan growing up? Uh, I was, but I was not very good at it. That probably doesn't surprise you. No, it does not. If you if you if you want to improve, I expect to find you down at the uh, at the local bingo hall uh, playing Connect Four with uh, you know you know I'll some people. Up. You can go down to main event. They have a kind of a modern version of that down there. I'll get on that. Thank you. <laughs> good advice. <laughs> he is Hunter Badur, <laughs> always with a good smile. But let's get to tonight's big smile, and that is Santiago Vescovi. It's it's been a little less than five years since you walked onto a court in January. Could you have ever imagined the path this was going to take when you enrolled, kind of mid-season five years ago? Uh, definitely not. Uh, I was just I would have never guessed I was going to be here for five years. Uh, I mean, once I first got to be here, the first months, uh, then I could tell that I belong to this place. Uh, there's a lot of things that I love about the University of Tennessee, uh, from on the court, off the court, my teammates, coaching staff, everybody that, that's around, the fans. Uh, there's a lot of positives, and I could have told you that uh, I felt really comfortable here, and I could see myself living here in the future, but I would have never guessed that I would have stayed here for five years. When we had Jackson Ross out, who's the punter on the football team, mm-hmm. Australian, he talked about that first month he was here. Like he's like, I cried. It's, I mean, it takes a lot for a man to admit he cried like ten <clears throat> times, right? Like mm-hmm. he said he cried like ten or fifteen times in that first thirty days. But he was redshirting. You hit the ground and just went to playing. So I don't think you had any time for emotions to really hit you. Um, do, is that fair as from a standpoint of like, you know, you didn't really have that kind of like, oh, I'm homesick, you were just for playing? I think there's a couple things to that uh, that people don't know. Uh, first of all, I know Jackson personally. He's a, one of the greatest guys. Uh, he has a dog now, too. Uh, dog was really cute. Uh, but the difference between Jackson and me, uh, other than that I played right away, is that uh, Uruguay's really far from here, but it's only one hour of time, time difference. difference. Yeah. I lived in Australia for six months and <laughs> you're in a different different time zone. It's I'm hard to I'm telling you, that time difference it's a huge it plays a huge part into the this whole thing. Uh I remember once I lived there, uh when I was living there, my parents 
it was just hard to communicate uh, because the only two times that I had that I could talk to them was either earlier in the morning when I was waking up and they were going to bed, or the the other way around when I was going to be, going to bed they were waking up. So during the whole day they were asleep and I was yeah. just, when I was asleep they were awake. So. Uh, that's a lot tougher to deal with. Uh, no. I, I struggle a little more uh, when I was in Australia too for that same reason. But uh, I guess you could say too that uh, I didn't have time to like uh, cry or think about that I'm uh, being away from home. And I was already used to it too. Uh, by the time I got to the States, I've been away from home for, uh, I'd say two years. So that two years prior coming here uh, kind of prepared me. How would you describe your game? My game, i describe it as somebody that can think the game. Uh, I think I can shoot, uh, and uh, I can play off the ball a lot better than I can play on the ball too. And mainly just a shooter, I uh, can really think uh, the game. And uh, defensively, I think I've improved a lot. And yeah, I mean, I think I can... Crafty? Yeah, definitely crafty. Uh, that's kind of international players. I think that we have that uh, compared to the USA players. Uh, and the main thing is I'm not athletic uh, or to the extent that uh, the SEC is, for example. So uh, growing up, if I didn't have that craftiness, uh, it was pretty much have it or you're not going to be able to play because I can't out-jump people here in the SEC. So that's kind of where you build that uh, craftiness. And, yeah, at uh, this point, just adapting uh, pretty much to my surroundings. Uh, of course, we have a, a couple players like Dalton come in uh, that offensively are putting numbers that we've never mm -hmm. seen in the past X amount of years here at Tennessee. Uh, so kind of just trying to adapt my game and – uh, kind of shape it around him. How has the heat altered you? Because, I mean, like, everything was running a lot through you before he got here, right? And they were finding ways to get you open and, and that type of thing. And now it's more kind of clear out, and he kind of does his thing, and, you know, it, you, you're in a different role. How how has that affected you? And, I mean, how much of – I mean, do you like the kind of new role? Kind of take me through it. I don't think at this point, uh, really, I'm a fifth year, and at this point in my life, uh, all I'm thinking about is winning, to be honest. Uh, I really could care less about stats, whether I'm getting three points, 10, 20, or whatever it might be. Sure. Uh, it's definitely a different role that I have right now to what I used to have. Uh, the main thing I, I think now is that we're playing uh, a different basketball too. Uh, we're playing a lot more guys with the ball in their hands, uh, creating their own shots. Uh, so that's where... I have to, uh, I guess, improve my game uh, to fit better into the team, too. Uh, but like I said, uh, we have guys playing really, really good. And at this point, I really, all I want to do is win. So I'm going to keep doing whatever I can to help the team and then see what we can do in the future. Do you like the fact that this team, like, every every game it's somebody stepping up. I mean, you go back to the Ole Miss game, Dalton scores eight, but, you know, Jonah scores like 24, right? And, you know, uh, you had a little bit of a slump there for, for Jordan Ganey, and then all of a sudden he has a big game against Alabama. You know, um, you know jo Josiah pops in with a big game. You pop in with a big game. Uh, Jemai is the ultimate glue guy. We had him on last week, kind of does a little bit of everything well. Um, do you like this team because there are – 
multiple options every night that could step up and beat another team? There's no doubt. Uh, I think, first of all, I think uh, we got to hang our heads on the defense. Uh, that's what's keeping us where we're at right now. Uh, offense, you can make or not make shots, but defense is pretty much based on effort. Uh, so as long as you have that, uh, I think you're going to be in good shape regardless of what happens offensively. But if on top of that you add uh, a lot of weapons like we have, like you were saying, uh, any given night anybody can go off and Not have a game. I didn't Zakai. Yeah. <laughs> Literally any night somebody can have a game and go off. Uh, I think that plays to our, our advantage. And I think the biggest thing of that, uh, really thinking through it, is how it's really hard to it's hard to scout for. If you're a team playing against us and you're like, all right, we're going to take out this guy, but then you have two other guys going going off that night, then you're like, all right, we're going to adjust to that. We'll take these two guys out, and they have other two guys coming up. Yep. So I think that's where uh, our success has came in the past games. So we're just going to keep doing what we do. Stick one in somebody's eye or a no-look pass. That leads to an assist. What 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 gets your what what gets you going more emotionally from a basketball? What's well, the standpoint? first one? Just stick one in somebody's eye as far as you know, you know, knock down twenty footer, twenty five footer in somebody's okay. eye, or a no look pass. I definitely say a no look pass. You uh, like that, don't you? Yeah, I think it because it gets the crowd going a little more. It gets everybody going, gets me going, especially if it ends in a dunk. Yeah, uh, definitely would be a no look pass. Uh, I don't know. It just gets more people involved in the play. Uh, creates a better environment and it gets everybody juiced up. What do you enjoy most about the game? And and has that has that transformed maybe from when you first got here what you enjoyed most to what you enjoy most now? Or is it still the same? I guess it's still the same and it's always been. Uh, the biggest thing right now it's my teammates. Uh, that's I think we've, we've had and that's really a compliment to the coaching staff. They've recruited great guys uh, all throughout my career here. Uh, we've had great human groups, and I can't even describe the chemistry that the guys have in the locker room, for example, that at the end of the day, uh, we literally spend most of the day together, whether it's in practice, watching film, weights, working out, or just once you're done with everything, just in the locker room hanging out. Uh, and I really can't describe the chemistry that the guys have in the locker room. Uh, we're a really, really tight group. Uh, and on the court, I think it relates to on and off the court. You can see the guys, uh, they all enjoy uh, spending time together. Uh, we got some clowns in the group that always got the <laughs> get everybody laughing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that's the main thing that I look forward to, uh, just being around the guys and – if I ever feel like I'm down in spirits or I had a bad day or something, uh, they're always there to lift everybody up. I look at you and, and Zakai, and you guys are like flies. Like, y- y- you can't shake you, and you just seem to get under the skin of opposing teams. Um, like, you just defensively are just always around the ball and always kind of just, just – I would call you annoying for an opposing team, right? Like you make it hard for them. Um, how much do you relish that role? And, and I think for him as well. I would definitely throw Shaq in that category too. Uh, I think it's just a matter of, well, I could literally argue for pretty much every single one on our team. I don't disagree, but like when I see Mayshack, he's kind of always somewhat got of a smile on his face. 
you and Zakai more have like that smirk, like I'm getting to this guy. You know what I mean? Well, like it's like the sneaky grin out yeah. there. And I could totally see that uh, getting other other teams mad or other players. Uh, but I really, really love playing with Z. Uh, I think we have a great chemistry. Uh, and it literally, there's times in the game where I literally just got to look at him and be like, Z, let's go. Like, let's turn it up right now. And, like, he literally looks at me and, like, I know. Like, we're both on the same page. And that's where we turn it up. And uh, we've seen teams, like, I literally remember, I won't say uh, player or team, but literally players that brought it up against us and there was literally players that would give the ball up saying, I don't want to bring it up. Like, <laughs> they they're gonna out. They're going to strip me off the ball. Like, uh, And that just like feed us even more. Uh, it's kind of like a shark once you smell blood. Yeah. Uh, you want even more. So uh, once you smell that fear in the opposing team, it's like you know you got them. So uh, it's just, I guess, mental games that you play within the game that – uh, at the end of the end, the end of the day, help you. Let's go back to that first game playing LSU. Wait, I think you made what five threes? That's a long time ago. I think it was six. Was it six? Okay. I think I'm uh, not sure. I, I, you we know better than I do. Either way, like the it was your first game, and Tennessee fans are so loyal, and you just kind of <laughs> like made such an impact right out of the gate. Um, what were you thinking? Like, I mean, Nothing. you know what I mean, like. Nothing. Could you hear them? Like, I mean, because sometimes you don't hear that stuff. Like, you get in such a zone, you're, you're not, you know. But I mean, could, you know, and your family's here. I mean, what was uh, that like? Literally, there's a couple of plays that I still remember from that first game. Uh, literally, it's the first game when I checked into the game. Uh, well, I started, but the first game, I guess, the first play that I had the ball, I drove by somebody. I can't remember who it was, and I got to the lane, and the lane fade. It felt so wide open. I was like, I'm here. Like, I already drove by someone. I'm about to lay it up. And I guess everything was kind of like in slow-mo. And I was halfway through the paint, and somebody stole the ball. So they were going the <laughs> other way. So that's when it kind of hit for real. And I was like, oh, like, this is real. And that's one of the moments that it was a funny moment, I guess. Uh, but then when I made the first couple threes, uh, Definitely hearing that uh, the stadium go off, uh, it gave me chills. Uh, it meant a lot, and I was like, "This is definitely the environment I want to play for uh, for the next few years." And nothing, just feeling the support from the fans uh, through my four years, five now here. Uh, it's been great. So, yeah, I mean, there you get to a point where you, I guess, your brain doesn't process anymore how many people are there. Uh, and it still happens to this day uh, where I'm like, if you're standing on the court, you don't even think about the people that are out there. Uh, but then if you, like, stop and then you, like, start counting how many people are in there, it's like, wow, it's yeah. a lot of people. A lot of people. But I guess just a, it's a mechanism the brain does. Basketball is different than football. Football, the fans are – I mean, they're, they can be on top of you, but you're not, like – you're not seeing them, so to speak. Like, whereas, like, you have those front row – you know, fans down there, uh, right there along the court. You know, you got Jim Haslam, you got Larry Pratt down there. After five years, are there a fan or two that you're always like, you know, they're the Browns, you know, they're with you at every game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, are there people you look for now that you're like, hey, you know? Mr. Haslam and Mrs. Haslam is definitely uh, somebody that I always see. Uh, Chancellor Plowman, 
uh, she's always down there sure. too. Uh, those are definitely people that uh, I really appreciate, uh, just the way they are, and I always look forward to seeing. Uh, but then me personally, I always like to mess around with the people around. Like, uh, I get it. You got to be locked into the game, and I am. But if the ball goes out of bounds, like, I might talk with somebody that is sure. sitting courtside. And, like, I enjoy that kind of inter- interaction, and I do it all the time. So, uh, I say the main people is Mr. Mrs. Haslam. They're always sitting there, and it's always great to see them. But I just always interact with everyone that is around the court. When we had you out on the locker room um, last year, we talked about the – we talked about, you know, the ability to speak in a foreign language and be bilingual when you're frustrated oh. and how much that helps you stay out of the T-zone. Um, For sure. How much have you, have you have you gotten that going this year much? Uh, that I think that's one of the things that i kind of going away from. Uh, I used to do it a lot, and I guess just it's a, I guess maturing process is that how you call it yeah so it's gets kind of a maturing process where you understand that that's going to get you nowhere and like it doesn't really help to say those words but uh every once in a while uh they kind of slip and it's a lot better to learn spanish because i can say literally pretty much whatever i want and nobody (laughs) understands nobody knows yeah i can let some steam off uh that way and not get in trouble whether if i would have said it in english I would have probably not be on the court anymore. <laughs> how hard is it to play for Coach Barnes? And and how much did you have to, to to adapt to that coaching style? Because, I mean, you know, he has certain expectations. Um, and if you don't live up to him, you end up over on the bench. So, I mean, like, you know, how different was that? Uh, that's definitely one of the biggest adjustments for me that I have to make uh, through college. Uh, definitely – Coach Barnes, it's a guy that it's really, really hard to play for. But uh, once you kind of get it, uh, it's great. It is great because uh, mainly the, the things that he wants, it's uh, someone that is going to play their heart off. Uh, uh, that's like a non-negotiated thing. Uh, you got to have it or not. If you don't have it, you can't play for him. And it's just uh, that. He gets crazy with turnovers. That's one of the main things. I don't know how he put up with me my freshman year. I was averaging. He was forced to. He had no point guards. I know. I was averaging like <laughs> 10 turnovers a game. But so be it. Uh, he didn't even have a guy like Jemai who can you know kind of do a little bit of everything to come yeah. in and play when like when the Z got hurt last year. So, uh, but yeah, just uh, playing hard I think is the main thing for him. And you can really enjoy playing for her. A coach that's been around for that many years uh, and has been in the business, has seen a lot, uh, definitely has a lot of experience. Uh, I think it turns into a, a great thing to do, uh, really enjoyable to play for him uh, as long as you're doing those things. Mainly it's playing hard. All right, so I teased this with him when we were in the elevator coming up. I said, I've got a question for you, and it's a lighthearted question. But, you know, Kobe Bryant had his two careers. He had the number eight career, and then he had the number 24 career. Mm-hmm. You didn't change numbers, but you had the Vescovi career and the Vescovi career because it, it, you had everybody change your, how you say your name about halfway through. Oh. So which career was better, Vescovi or Vescovi? Do not get me started with that. First of all, to be honest, 
I still don't know how that became such a big deal and everybody was talking about it. Like, I really don't care how they call me. Uh, to me, if you really ask me, Vescovi is the way in Spanish. Vescovi is the way English people would say it. Sure. And I even loved it. Like, I really, I like the way Vescovi sound, uh, sounds in English. Uh, well, that's, you know, JG was the same way in football. He was Garantano for the first you know, X amount of years, then he became Garantano, which is hard. I don't really care, right? I mean, like, but it's, it's hard. Once you say it a certain number, of, a certain way for so long, it's like hard to be like, oh yeah, they want to be known as this now. Well, and that's, and that's the thing. Like, there might be people which it really bothers them and they're like, well, my last name is X, Y, or Z, so I want to be called this sure, way. Sure, I get it. But I really don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't know how this became such a big deal. Uh, but again, which, which career was better? Vescovi or Vescovi? When's that turning point? Is that, that I don't remember when it was UNC I'm... game? I, I know when it became a thing. It was a UNC game. Uh, it was two years ago, in the we lost to Nova and then we beat UNC. Yeah. So I remember it was right there. And it happened. Was it was the commentator right? Was it Jimmy Dykes? Uh, no, it wasn't Jimmy. Uh, who it was, was it? Somebody else that was it. Fran Frischilla. And that's who it was. Him. Yeah. But. Which, you know, Fran loves the Europeans. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like, he would know. If anybody knows how to say a European's name yeah. or, or a, a, you know, a, a, even though I know you're not from Europe, but, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like, anybody mm-hmm. that, a foreigner's name, it's going to be him. Like, he, yeah. he's the one that ESPN has on the draft, and they're like, oh, let's go to Fran with <laughs> this guy from, you know. Whatever, yeah. Uh, I really can't think of whether before or after. The one thing I could say i'm gonna tell you it's gonna be vescovy because i think you're gonna make a run this year and okay. you're gonna like okay. you're gonna there like you go. the end plus well so far i was gonna say definitely had to have been vescovy because we got the SEC uh, tournament, the SEC tournament uh, which was a great time but to your point yes i'd say vescovy because this t- this year we're gonna make a run and it's gonna be a lot more fun too see i thought you would have fun with this question <laughs> um so uh jordan or lebron uh, I guess it's the same answer uh, most people would have. It's I've seen LeBron play. I haven't seen Jordan play. Like I didn't really. I wasn't born when he was at his prime and everything. Sure. Uh, heard a lot about him, but I can't really. Yeah, and it's hard to speak on if you yeah, weren't there. You can't seen really YouTube clips. Compare them. So I gotta go go with the LeBron. Uh, just because I'm pretty much a prisoner of the era yeah that's the main thing yeah i didn't see michael jordan play but i guess just the stories i heard about him too are really really who's your favorite player to watch of all time i don't take jordan lebron off the table just like if you went if i said pull up your favorite player on youtube who are you pulling up definitely be manu ginobili and you get the natural comparisons, right? I mean, like that's the, the left hander, yeah, 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 and just even like how you move without the ball, with the ball, euro step, all that stuff. It it's like the movements are similar to a certain point, yeah, yeah, different uh, body size, yeah, you know. But um, what about what about a guy like Larry Bird? Did you ever watch Larry Bird? Just clips, not much about him, but yeah, it's the same thing. I couldn't really watch him. Draws and Petrovich, 
Do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. Uh, great player, but still, it's kind of the same thing. That kind of old era. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to watch other than – It's not hard or, to watch. Come on now. No, not hard to watch. I'm saying it's <laughs> – you don't come across I know, I their know. stuff all the time. Sure. Well, you're sure not going to – you have to go literally go find Draws and Petrovich. You can find Larry Bird clips on Reels on YouTube or, <laughs> or on, on Instagram. Yeah. So – Deadlift shrimp. No. No idea. Let's <laughs> just talk about 90s basketball. We're we, we going to pull up that 90s basketball well, stuff. The, the problem, too, is... I know. You're not that old. But Jemai Meshach's in here last week and talked about all these guys. Oh, but he's a lot... He, first of all... I know. He's from the U.S. He's from the U.S., and he likes to watch that old basketball, too. Favorite sport? Is it soccer besides basketball? Oh, I can name a bunch. Tennis? Uh, Tennis is up there. It will definitely be soccer... In volleyball, uh, right underneath basketball. Do you like to play these things recreationally? Yes. I used to play them uh, when I was growing up. I played a lot of different sports, and I really wish I could still play them because I really, really enjoy all of them. Soccer, volleyball, uh, tennis, uh, ping pong. And then the latest, uh, the latest, I guess, ad to the list is golf oh i did hear about this you've taken up golf now jemai says he's starting to pick it up a little bit but i have not seen jemai play golf well he so claims I can't he speak has on it but yeah the latest think, edition was golf yeah because i think it was josiah that talked about that uh two weeks ago um you know that that you had kind of taken up golf it was between it was he was talking about your golf and then of course you know your fiance. Uh, or soon to be fiance. At least that's what he says. Wink, wink. No pressure um, on it. Right? No pressure. <laughs> um, you know, you left-handed in golf. I am. Okay. Well, I didn't. I mean, like you know, I hit a baseball left-handed. I hit a golf ball right-handed. You know, it's one of the. You know, so I didn't know. Like you know, Phil Mickelson technically throws football or a baseball with his right hand, but he still plays left-handed golf. So well, I didn't know if you were ambidextrous or what. I guess I still got time to maybe try right-handed because my left hand is getting <laughs> no better. I'm going nowhere with my left-handed and golf, so might as well start with it right now. You can go down there to the home country. I'd say there's golf all year round because the weather stays good enough. No? Mm-mm. Back at home, it's kind of similar to here. It doesn't snow. That's one of the biggest differences. How and, cold does it get? You're killing me. Because all I know is Celsius, so I couldn't really tell you in Fahrenheit. But... Uh, how hard was that part of it like the the, the adjustment when people uh, start saying it's gonna be 32 I, it's <laughs> yeah. i always go back to my phone and check like i just they would be like it's gonna be 32 and i'm like i don't know what i mean i know it's cold <laughs> but i can't tell you how much it's gonna be so, so when we had the big snow in in the last couple of weeks and it's the most snow that east tennessee's seen in 30 years how much fun did you have, or was it kind of like, okay, I'm over this? Like, was it fun for me? It was like I've got kids at home, so it was like fun the first few days sledding with them, but then it became like, okay, enough of this ice and snow. Well, uh, I had one of my friends from back home being here, uh, little when that happened. Oh, I bet you they thought it was great. Oh, they thought it was great, and so <laughs> did I. I was I was literally telling them I was like, since I've been here, it's probably snowed like this maybe once, and it was like not even close to what it's snowing right now and it was just so fun uh from just going to the gym it was an adventure with the car but it was so fun uh from the icy roads and stuff 
to sledding was really fun too. Uh, we had a couple of big hills uh, that we found. It was great. A little dangerous and risky, but it was definitely great. In <laughs> one of those things where you don't tell Coach Barnes you did it. Uh, exactly. Yeah. He's like bundled up, making sure he's like, if I fall off, I'm gonna be like wrapped in bubble wrap. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> I should have. It's one of those things you ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yeah. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yes. Did the, 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 the girlfriend, was she, was she sledding too? Yeah. She came with us too. She's from Ohio, so she's more used to she's the snow. She's used than to the I snow, am. yeah. But we're at in Ohio. It's called Medina, kind of close to uh, Cleveland. Yep. So north northeast Ohio. Yes. Sure. Yes. <laughs> um, does that make her a? Does she does she like all the Cleveland sports teams? Uh, she, she like the Browns. The she Cavs. was a fan of the Cavs, and then I guess she kind of is a fan of the Browns, but she doesn't really watch much. Gotcha. Now she went to school here. Yeah. And you met her. How, how did how did we ask this girl out? Did was, we, was this? Oh. Uh, Did she ask you out? Is that the story we're going no, with? No, 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 no. I was the one. I was the first one. It all started on Instagram with a DM, but... Uh, he slid into the DMs. I did. Uh, Look at you. But Casanova. Then we uh, we had a class together. It's called Vault Leaders. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Great class. Uh, really, we had a lot of uh, things. Is that when you were in there playing hacky sack in the indoor? Uh, like, <laughs> probably it was. Uh, you hackied and, you know... Next thing you know, you were taking her to dinner. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much uh, had that class together, kind of got to know each other a lot more, and yeah, pretty much right after that we started dating. The one thing that struck me or struck me earlier in the conversation was that you can see yourself living here once basketball's done. When I said I could see myself leaving, uh, I was talking about more like freshman year me. Okay, like I could have seen myself living during college. But even with that, uh, I really like Knoxville as a city. Uh, and that's something I tell everyone, everyone that, uh, to me, it's got the right speed. Uh, it's just big enough, but not too big. Exactly. Like, I grew up in a city. Uh, it's where I'm from. It's like a really small city, but it's packed with people. It's kind of like a New York, but way smaller. <laughs> yeah. But the amount of, like, madness every day, uh, traffic, people rushing everywhere it's kind of the same thing and like now moving here it's like a lot more calm but it's still a place where you're not gonna get bored this there's still enough things to do and enough people to be around but at the same time it's a lot more slower i guess than a real city favorite part of knoxville is where Ooh, that's a good question Metro five years, I would say you've seen just about anywhere in Knoxville. I can't imagine you're just confined to, uh, you know, South Knoxville no. going across the river. Well, that's the thing. Depends a lot on the weather. Uh, I'd say if weather, if it's like summer, I think South Knoxville has a lot of things to do. Uh, has a lot of outside activities from quarry to mountain biking to anything being out. And... Uh, where else? I really like Sequoia. That's one place. Especially springtime. Yeah, I really, uh, me and one of my friends, he's from Uruguay. He's studying here. Uh, we drink this tea called mate. Uh, people 
make fun of me when they see me carrying it around. It, it's just fun looking, I guess, for people here. But we literally go and sit in the Sequoia right next to the river where yeah. they have like a kind of like a big park. It's mm-hmm. just a long park that goes along the river. We literally would just go and sit in one of those banks and just talk. And right across from the golf practice facility. That's what you need to be doing is going to see the golf coach and going to practice over at the golf practice facility. No, it's not across from the oh yeah golf facility. Mm-mm. The park, yeah, the park's right across from it. No way. Well, yeah, but I'm talking way before that. I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on this side of the river, way before. Oh, you know, it's just across the river. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, now I'm putting it together. I actually, I was there, uh, been out there a couple times. Uh, one of my friends used to play here. He transferred. Uh, his name is Trent Johnson. Trent Johnson, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of Trent. From Brentwood. Yeah, and uh, we actually went out a couple times. This was even before I even got into it. Uh, and he ended up having a teammate, which is lefty. Uh, so Bryce Lewis. It was Bryce. Yeah. So I used this old clubs at that point, hit a couple balls, and I sucked. I promise you I can show you those videos and you will. Uh, yeah, his his clubs are not going to be set up for you. They're going to be. Well, but even with that, I couldn't even hit the ball. I could try to, couldn't even hit the ball to save my life. And we went out there and it was just awful. I had a lot of fun, but it looked terrible. And yeah, now Trent literally came to visit a couple times and, uh, We've been talking about golf and stuff, and it's been really fun. Is it hit you? We've got about uh, two months left in this thing. No, not yet. I mean, you know, I, I talked about this with Josiah two weeks ago. Like, you, you go through senior day last year, you know, and you have to, you know, kind of go through it from a standpoint of like, this is it, knowing that it might not be because you've got this extra year if you want it, right? Uh, do you think it will be? You don't seem like an emotional guy. And neither does he, for that matter. But even he said, like, this one could be more emotional because there is finality with this. I could be uh, very emotional. That's one thing. But I guess with uh, the amount of years and, like, I've been moving from place to place pretty much uh, for a long time now. So it kind of... You've got more roots here now. Yeah. That experience have taught me a lot, too in terms of like how to deal with the situations. So last year, for example, I wasn't sad at all. I was like, uh, if it's meant for it to be my last year, I had a great time here. Let's see what the future has ahead. And then if not, I'll have another year here. And like knowing that I had that possibility uh, definitely helped me to be more calm about it. Uh, this year still hasn't hit me. Uh, Too much work left to be done. Yeah. I'm literally, we're still full on going right now. So there's really no room to think like, oh, we're almost done or this or that. So, yeah, just focus on the season right now and see where it takes us. How much is the family in with this last go around? They have not been yet. They actually planned a trip. They're going to come here in March, I think. It's so like, they'll be here for senior day all the way through the SC tournament and pretty much anything yeah. else. Try to be somewhere around that. Uh, Literally, I think it's last three games and maybe the SEC tournament. How hard is the SEC tournament? It's definitely a hard tournament to play in, but I think it's really fun. I really, really like the vibe of the SEC tournament for some reason. Because the fans? Yeah. It's like, first of all, it seems that you have already played. Uh, so it's kind of like, you know, everyone. Uh, 
there's multiple games playing the same arena so there's like fans from all over from different uh teams and i don't know it's just really a fun vibe i'm not going to ask you who you don't like to play against but what what player players or team kind of get you going you're like i really like you enjoy competing against said player or team for some reason definitely kansas every time we play them i think it's really fun uh it's really fun to compete against them and they have a great team of course uh but it's just a fun uh team to play against and i mean from our league i would definitely say kentucky would be probably the biggest one just in terms of like rivalry that we have going on back and forth. Uh, that's the biggest one. Um, so that would definitely be that one. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Kentucky is just a fun one, to, whether it's here or there. Yeah. It's that border war. Mm-hmm. It's that border war. Well, Santi, man, we appreciate you coming on the show. And, uh, you know, I know I speak for a lot of Tennessee fans. We appreciate the five years you put in here. And uh, you keep uh, getting that little that little smirk when you uh, yeah. get under the uh, skin of those opposing teams. So I got a lot more to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. a little over a month until uh, mom and dad and, and, and the family members come to town mm-hmm. and watch you play. Yeah, uh, the end of a uh, spectacular career. As he closes in on number two on the all-time uh, three-point list. Congratulations! Well, thank you very much.